Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Once again, our culture is showing us how much we really need some critical thinking in our day-to-day lives. And once again, our culture is also showing us how much we need a come-to-Jesus moment as a country as we watch former President Donald Trump be indicted, as we also watch the continued witch hunt that is the January 6th stuff, and of course we have a story on a mid-Vermont Christian school and their girls' basketball team. So let's get into it right here on Critical Thinking. So former President Donald Trump has officially been indicted. And we all knew this was coming about a week ago. We thought it was actually going to happen sooner than what it did. But uh, here, you know, it's taken until Thursday. They thought it was going to happen last Tuesday. Here we are. Um, What? Nine days later? Um, And Donald Trump released a statement on um, his indictment, his official indictment now. He said, this is a political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the the golden escalator at Trump Tower and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember it just like I do. Russia, 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 the Mueller hoax, Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax, one, uh, impeachment hoax, two, the illegal unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid, and now this. The Democrats have lied, cheated, and stolen in their obsession with trying to get Trump, but now they're, they've done the unthinkable, indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference. Never before in our nation history has this been done. The Democrats have cheated countless times over the decades, including spying on my campaign, but weaponizing our our justice system to punish a political opponent who just so happens to be a president of the United States and so far the leading Republican candidate for president that has never happened before, ever. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who was handpicked by the funded and funded by George Soros in a disgrace, rather than stopping the unprecedented crime wave taking over New York City, he's doing Joe Biden's dirty work, ignoring the murders and burglaries and assaults he should be focused on. This is how Bragg spends his time. I believe this is a witch hunt. Will ba- I believe this witch hunt will backfire massively on Joe Biden. The American people realize exactly what the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it. So our movement and our party, united and strong, will defeat Alvin Bragg and then will defeat Joe Biden. And we will grow to throw everyone, every last one of those crooked Democrats out of office so we can make America great again. Okay. You heard me say this last week when we first uh, started talking about the the idea that Donald Trump was going to be indicted, and that is if you are going to indict a former president of the United States, if you are going to do this, you damn sight better be bringing some receipts. There, there can be no room for error here. Secondly, what they are indicting Trump for was the use of campaign funds to supposedly pay off Stormy Daniels and how, how those finances were used in, in, within paying her off, supposedly. Allegedly. Now, have other politicians misused campaign funds before to, I don't know, cover up their dirty laundry? Yes. Yes, I, I would submit they have. Uh, I, I would submit that Joe Biden has done it. I would submit that Barack Obama has done it. George Bush has done it. 
President Clinton has done it. Uh, President H.W. Bush has probably done it. I mean, we could go back probably several presidents where, where we could probably make the case that everyone has done something a little shady um, within the backgrounds of their lives. Now, if, if this is the thing that you were going to die on as a leftist Democrat, if, if you are Alvin Bragg, if this is, is this really the hill you want to die on? I would hope not, but yet here we are. Um, and, and my, my guess is this, what else can they get Donald Trump on at this point? They had the Mar-a-Lago raid, which so far hasn't really yielded much of anything, if anything at all. And which Andrew and I have both said, look, if those documents were truly classified, that's a problem. We need to actually do something about that. Same thing with Joe Biden, by the way, which I'm guessing the reason why the whole Mar-a-Lago thing kind of went quiet is because of all the classified documents found at all these different places of Joe Biden. And so if they're going to indict Trump for that, what are they going to have to do to Joe Biden at this point? Playing politics, really. So if they can't get him on that, and there really isn't anything else that they can get him on. I mean, we, we know the whole Russian collusion thing was a hoax. We know that that his campaign was indeed spied on back in 2016. They can't get him on any of these things. And so they've got to go with this. This is their best case. If this is their best case, then I I would think that uh, it's probably going to be very rocky at best. However, the grand jury that, that issued the indictment, I, I wonder just for a second, how many of them, how many of them had the political inclination to indict Trump? How much of this is politics related rather than an actual moral reason in trying to get true justice at the end of the day? How much is that? How much of them on that jury were about that? It's a legit question. I, I don't know the answer to that, but it I would wonder, was this truly a impartial jury? I, I have a funny feeling it probably wasn't. Secondly, I think Donald Trump has a point here. You are the DA of New York. New York City, excuse me. You are the DA of that city. Don't you have, considering the crime rates there, don't you have more, I don't know, pressing matters at hand? Like actually serving the people of New York City? I mean, I'm no Trump fanboy. Don't get me wrong. Like, like if, if, if this is truly deserved, if there's truly evidence of this and, and we could actually prove any of this, and if it's actually, I don't know, going to be applied to anyone and everyone going forward, then then fine. Let's, let's get the transparency out there. I just see this being a one-way street. I mean, we all know that Joe Biden is... Uh, had some affairs in his day. We all know what's going on with um, the supposed bank statements that the GOP has um, and can bring forth and which should be an impeachable offense against the Biden administration, the bank statements of him and the uh, Chinese Communist Party. That hasn't happened yet. Now, granted, if you've listened to me before, I've also said politics is all about timing. And I'm I'm guessing and i'm 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 kind of going on because i just don't trust the gop anymore to do anything of substance when it comes to this kind of stuff i would imagine they're waiting for the right moment and if they were waiting for the right moment i mean is there is there another one that could be potentially staring you in the face like i don't know trump's indictment I would think that that would be the perfect time. In fact, I I said when they when they brought that supposed evidence to um, to the light uh, in, into um, the media and, and claiming that they have this a few weeks ago, I actually said they shouldn't wait. They should do this now. They should go through the impeachment process 
right now. You do not wait. It is that serious of a crime. If we can, I mean, come on, if we can prove treason on Joe Biden, it seems like the American people, um, you know, that have been paying attention to this have bigger fish to fry than uh, trying to hang Trump out to dry for what he may or may not have done with Stormy Daniels and how he supposedly paid her off. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen next. I, I really don't think they have much of a leg to stand on. I could be wrong. They could have all sorts of evidence. But if it's anything like what they brought into the impeachment trials of Donald Trump um, in, when he was president, then I wouldn't move forward with this. Like I said, if you were going to do this, if you were going to indict him, you better have the receipts. Because if you don't, and you fail at this, you have given his party, his side, his campaign, all the energy it needs for 2024, in my opinion. I I don't know. I don't know how you compete with that if you are a um, GOP contender in this race, other than maybe Ron DeSantis, of course. I think he would be the closest one. But no one else, no one else will hold a candle to Donald Trump. And again, I'm not a Donald Trump fanboy. I've been very critical of this guy throughout the last, what, seven years now? Since before he was president? I was a never-Trumper. So uh, I'm not anymore. I I did vote for him in, in, in 2020 because he proved me wrong in a lot of things when he was president. And honestly, you've given him this. You've he has the ammo of I ended Roe versus Wade, um, and and he's got the the foreign policy wins and bringing unprecedented peace in the Middle East. I I, I just don't know how at the end of the day you beat that if you're anybody trying to run against him at this point. Now, the, the funny part is is I've been wrong on all that before too. And I'll fully admit that. I honestly thought he was going to win 2020. I thought it was going to be a no-brainer. I didn't think it was going to be as close as it was, let alone Joe Biden winning that election. I honestly thought it was going to be a Trump win. I didn't necessarily think it'd be by a landslide, but I just didn't think it would be that close either. So, I, I, I just don't see how you beat it. I don't see how you beat it. But again, I've been wrong before. And we'll see what happens next. But speaking of Ron DeSantis, by the way, he issued a response um, to the Trump indictment to which he said the weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It is un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan District Attorney has consistently has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and excuse criminal misconduct. Yet now, he is stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in any extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with the Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. Okay, that that was, in my opinion... A pretty solid response from Ron DeSantis. Uh, and he he's probably the only one that, that holds a candle to Donald Trump right now in terms of real competition. He's also saying the absolute truth when it comes to Trump's indictment. This is un-American. This is a Soros-backed with uh, DA with a political bent. You're not supposed to have a political bent in, in, that, in that arena. You are supposed to prosecute the law. Okay? That, that's the whole point. And that's not the case here considering history. Again, you know, again, if they have the evidence, they have the receipts, bring forth those receipts. Because if they are shaky at best... This is not going to end well. But 
I want to flip this on its head for a minute and talk about the Trump side of things. As Donald Trump has been attacking Ron DeSantis pretty consistently for the last month or two now, um, ever, ever really since um, Donald Trump officially announced his candidacy, he's come out and attacked Ron DeSantis. Some say that's dumb. Some say that's smart, you know, in, in terms of doing that. I think it could be a combination of both, honestly. I think there could be times where it could be smart. I think it time, where there are times where it could be really stupid. I also think it's really stupid to attack Ron DeSantis' family, like his wife, who had breast cancer. It just makes an ass out of Donald Trump. But I digress. Given the nature of what's going on here, and given that Trump is now facing this indictment, he is going to owe Ron DeSantis a lot out of this. Uh, if Ron DeSantis is going to bat for Donald Trump and he's saying that this is un-American and he's saying that he is not going to uh, assist in any extradition request, he owes Donald Trump. Or, or excuse me, he Donald Trump owes Ron DeSantis. Big time. Big time. That's what should happen here. So, and then of course, you know, we... We also have some January 6th stuff here as well um, that, that has also come out in the last day or so. Um, the QAnon shaman, um, the, the, uh, Jacob Chansley, uh, who uh, entered the Capitol on January 6th uh, wearing a parrot-themed face paint and horns but no shirt, has been released from prison early. This comes in wake of, by the way, of the uh, Tucker Carlson... Um, video that or that that was played out um, on January six here a couple of weeks ago, and so he has been released. Um, as of Thursday, reports from the Bureau of Prisons indicate that Chansley, thirty five, has been moved from federal prison to a halfway house in Phoenix, Arizona. In September of twenty twenty one, Chansley pled guilty to civil disorder and violent entry to the Capitol. He and his attorney even signed a statement claimed that he entered the building through a broken door that he was not lawfully authorized to enter in the building. However, Republican Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy recently released tens of thousands of hours of unedited footage of the events of January 6th to Fox News host Tucker Carlson. In turn, Carlson aired just a brief portion of the footage a few weeks ago that footage contradicted the claim that Changely violently entered the Capitol and that he entered the gallery alone. Rather, Capitol Police appeared to escort the unarmed Changely throughout his time in the Capitol. When Changely eventually entered the gallery of the Senate, he prayed for the police who allowed them who allowed them into this building. So he has now officially been released considering the contradictory evidence that has come out. Now, I I don't know this guy. I don't know what his intentions are. I don't know his political affiliations. I don't know if he's, you know, as innocent as people have made him out to be. I do know from, from the video footage, he is innocent of what they claimed him to do. And which brings to light, folks, if... Jacob Chansley is being released. How much longer before others that were involved in the supposed witch hunt of January 6th, the supposed insurrection of January 6th, um, are released or get a trial, by the way? How long? If he's being released... These should soon fall, and they really should happen now. And again, I'm going to say this as well, too. Where's Donald Trump and all of that? So, I mean, he hasn't provided any kind of legal counsel, funded any of the bills or anything like that, um, that he said that he would do and hasn't. But again, I digress. The point of this story is, though, these people need to be released. Unless you have hard evidence that they did something very illegal that day and you can give them the right to a fair trial, they should be released. 
There is no question about that. Otherwise, this is this is unlawful. This is, you know, persecuting political opponents potentially. This is this is an, a, a, an abuse of power, and that's, I I just think that that is a uh, understatement, if you will, of what this actually is. Because January, the whole January sixth thing, it's a witch hunt. People people have lost their lives and their livelihoods because of a certain political bent in this country and a cultural rot within this country. Many are probably innocent. And you are innocent until otherwise proven guilty and you have the right to a, a, a fair and speedy trial. Um, it is now two years and change later speed this is not this is not a speedy trial rights have been violated liberty has been violated and these people should be released unless 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 we can be shown evidence hard evidence that any one individual should be put on trial release them let them go back to their lives because this whole thing has been a sham just like the whole Trump indictment is also a sham. <sighs> I honestly, it, this is just again, it's a symptom. As I said yesterday, all of this is a symptom of our culture. But speaking of Trump, January sixth, Trump's indictment. Let's do the uh, Babylon Bee featured article for the day. Uh, the today's article or today's headline is Biden relieved after learning the president being indicted for shady financial dealings is just Trump. Biden relieved after learning the president being indicted for shady financial dealings is just Trump. And before I get into the rest of the article, uh, if you have not gone to coffeebrandcoffee.com yet, you really, really need to. Um, here in Utah, it's still pretty cold. Um, we actually have gotten snow today. Um, it has since melted. We got snow again last night. That's also melted. Um, we, we keep going through this phase of it snows, then it melts. It snows, and it melts. All within like the same day or within a few hours. And it's driving me absolutely crazy. And so I, I, I personally, on these kind of days, I like something warm, which is why I like to get the uh, hot chocolate from Coffee Brand Coffee. Um, they get a few different hot chocolate flavors over there. Um, they've got your typical chocolate flavor. They've got... Um, the uh, marshmallow chocolate, hot chocolate as well. Um, they had a peppermint one, but that is a seasonal thing. So highly recommend it. And if you're a coffee drinker and you need just a morning pick-me-up, highly recommend that too. My recommendation, pick a flavor you know you're going to like. Pick a flavor that you want to try. Andrew Coppins just tried the uh, bourbon-flavored one. No, there's no bourbon in it. It's just bourbon-flavored. But he, he loves it. He, it's one of his favorites that he's ever had. Um, so I highly, highly recommend go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Everything is freshly roasted and freshly shipped right to your door. Um, they're based right out of here in Utah. Um, and also they don't care about your politics. So even if you disagree with me or you disagree with Andrew, you don't like our politics, you don't like some of the things that we say on this show, they are still a great company to support because they don't care about your vote. They don't care about your political bent. All they really care about is your money, and selling a good product. That's it. That's how we should be doing business. They are not there to insult you. They are there simply to earn your money. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Use the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout and you'll get 5% off your purchase. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout and you will get 5% off your purchase today. All right, so Biden relieved after learning the president being indicted for shady financial dealings is just Trump. Sources close to President Biden claim the elderly politician was initially nervous and worried upon hearing a president was going to be indicted for shady deals and suspect business transactions, but was relieved upon learning that it was just as impossible, just, an, just a possible misdemeanor allegedly committed by Trump years ago. Which, by the way, um, 
what Trump did would normally be tried as a misdemeanor and they're trying to try it as a felony. Just throwing that out there too. Oh, the president who's being indicted for sleazy deals and financial crimes is, it's Trump. Well, that's a relief, he told reporters. Whew. I tell you what, folks, say it is Jackie here. Where's Jackie? She she said she was going to be here. Well, anyway, he stared off into space for a while. Uh, I heard there was going to be a chocolate chip ice cream here. Uh, that's why I came. Where's Trump? I'll beat him in push-ups contest right now. When I'm president, he'll be in jail. I'm telling you the truth here. Honest to God, folks. At publishing time, Hunter Biden had called his dad to make sure he was okay, but was similarly relieved that the justice system was going after Trump. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, when satire hits a little too close to home, because CNN still doesn't have Tony Bobolinsky up there. I, I checked, by the way. Uh, they still have not uh, gone after Hunter Biden for his uh, laptop and his dealings in Ukraine and in China. Uh, they still haven't done anything about Joe Biden and, and his relationships with China. Um, the most we know is that the GOP has documents, bank statements, which they should be using now. They should be getting this going now. Because I, I don't care what political party you are. I don't want a president that has committed treason in office. So the evidence of this needs to come out now. The American people have the right to know. We can handle it. We need the truth. We need the truth so that we, the people, can start to make things right within this country. It do, I, I don't really care what your political bent is. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. If Joe Biden has so much as committed treason, whether it was as vice president of the United States, in between his vice presidency and the presidency, or well before any of that, it doesn't matter. Treason is treason. And we need to figure out truly what the truth is here as well. So far, I don't see a lot of people on the left calling for that. And they should. I've Andrew and I have said, if you if you have the evidence on Trump, bring the receipts. If you've got the receipts, we're there too. But I don't think they have the receipts. I really don't. That being said, I mentioned yesterday that I wanted to talk about um, a little bit more of, of this this cultural rot that's been going on and, and uh, what's happening within our culture and the the story that came um, from our friend Steve Dace uh, he wrote an op-ed at the blaze about the uh, mid-Vermont Christian schoolgirls uh, school basketball team and if you don't know that story that story is about a we actually covered this oh I want to say it was a truth or fiction. It was either truth or fiction or it was on a best or and worst take on Friday. I, I can't I can't remember because I, I do remember Andrew and I disagreeing over some elements of this story. I do. But the the um, state has ruled that this um, or or the is it is it the Board of Education I can't remember exactly what, what entity it is. But uh, this this girls basketball team cannot participate in any tournament play because they will not let a um, confused young man play on the team. And by that, I mean th this kid thinks he's a girl and should be able to play on the basketball team. Well, they, they are refusing to do to to uh, allow him on the team and therefore they are not allowed to play in, in, the, in the tournament. So that's the story here. I think it's wrong. I mean, Andrew came down and said, you know, that's the rules there. Uh, and because that's the rules, you know, this, this, there's a consequence. And he's right. In, in this respect, that he's right. I just personally, this is a very bad rule. And something needs to be done to change said rule. Because it's not right. And it's not right to punish these girls for doing what's right. But 
again, I also see his point of actions have consequences. Choices have consequences. And that's what happened here. Well, Steve wrote, like I said, he wrote this op-ed. And I want to get into just a little of it here. Um, He says, unless you are an informed and select few in the conservative media sphere, I'd say at odds, you odds are high you haven't heard of this story and i'm nearly certain you haven't heard of any rigorous protest christians levied against such an an affront to basic standards of freedom and dignity you probably go to church that you probably go to a church that didn't even mention it this past sunday but did make sure to give we're not racist virtue signal during the mostly peaceful riots of 2020 the Western Church continues to express kindness and solidarity with everything and everyone other than its own brethren who dare to stand in the gap against the spirit of the age. They think they're going to Nevea when in reality they are stepping over the carcasses of their own martyrs to curry favor with a world that hates them. Before we are to love our neighbor as, as ourselves, we are to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It is, it is loving God preeminently that clarifies what it means to love our neighbor. Does it mean to never warn or rebuke my neighbor? Does it mean to perpetually be perpetually nice? Or does it mean loving someone enough to share God's truth, even if it may offend my neighbor? Or let's be more honest of what that tr- what what we're truly afraid of doing doing so may cost us something we hold more dear than god which is idolatry is it convenient that loving your neighbor as yourself has become our convenient excuse in the church for never taking a stand against anything I'm going to pause right there for a minute because I've I've seen this as someone that belongs to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I see this all the time here in Utah. And granted, most most Sundays we go to church and whoever's speaking, um, because many, a lot of times many of the audience will get up to speak. Uh, many of the congregation, I should say, gets up to speak. We we are often asked to give talks every so often at at the pulpit. Now, granted, the bishop or one of his counselors will also speak at times and and give addresses. Um, They will also read any statements given from the um, general authorities of the church. And I've got to say, I'm a little surprised that the, the modern... Um, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints hasn't really, at least that I've seen, um, because I've I've been proven wrong on this before. They have made statements on things like this before, but I haven't seen anything of, of late when it comes to these kinds of issues. It doesn't mean they haven't. I'm not going to throw them under the bus that way. But it hasn't been as public as I would think it would be um, because I, I follow them on social media and for whatever reason, I haven't seen anything like this come up in my feeds. Nothing. I haven't seen anything like it come through my email. I get statements from them in our emails from time to time. I mean, we get statements, we get, got, got a, uh, an email about general conference being this weekend, which is what they do every six months where the general authorities of the church get up and speak to all of the members of the world. I got that. I get any changes that they're, that they're making in terms of policy and what have you. But I haven't seen anything in regards to this. I haven't. Again, I could be totally wrong. And there could be individual wards out there, individual um, churches um, in different areas of the um, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that, that may have people that have done something or spoken out against these kind of things, but you just don't generally see this and you don't generally see anything about politics on Sunday. Now, granted, I will say this. I'm okay with keeping politics out of church on Sunday. I, it should be more Christ centered. It should be 
focused on learning the gospel and drawing closer to God and learning about our Savior, Jesus Christ. I, I agree completely on that. But there used to be a time, I mean, probably before I was born, where those in the church, and general, especially general authorities in the church, would make statements in regards to certain political issues. I mean, we had, we had uh, several different general authorities that would speak out against communism and socialism. Um, we ha- we still have uh, um, at least a, a handful that that will say something in regards to um, the the LGBTQ LMNOP plus community today. Um, Jeffrey R. Holland, one of the uh, twelve apostles of the church, um, had, had went to BYU. Well, it was probably two years ago now, and made an address there that was more towards the faculty than anything. And talking about how they are not living the way that they're supposed to be. They're not living the commandments that they are supposed to be as they are allowing the LGBT community there to flourish, if you will. Um, And not to say that those that subscribe to that way of life can't go to BYU. They are supposed to live by an honor code. And that honor code is seemingly not being enforced. Um, I remember I went to BYU-Idaho, which has a more stringent honor code than, than actual BYU proper. And you sign that thing on your own will and choice. Your, your own free will and choice. And if you fail to uphold that honor code, you can be kicked out of school. Um, and so, it here, here we are at BYU, and that's, that's what happened a few years ago. My point with all of this is, as I'm getting off into a tangent here, is that I, I just, I haven't seen a lot of statements or um, statements made or any kind of declarations made in, in how to address these situations and what we as members of the church should do. And it's, it's not just here, it's across all churches in America. And really, this is where we should be hearing about these issues and how to address these issues within our community and how to stand up against things that are just flat out immoral um, because God will not be mocked, frankly. That's not how this works. Um, you can't have a church of me. It is the church of God. And it is his laws that we follow. It is not our laws that we follow. And sometimes following his laws are hard. Don't get me wrong. I know. I am a sinful man too. I'm not judging anyone based upon their sexual preferences or how they feel. I'm not judging you because you sin differently than I do. Or because that I sin differently than you do. That's not my place. But I think Steve's on to something here. Is it being kind by not saying anything? By just letting bygones be bygones? By just letting these things happen within our community without standing up for ourselves? Without standing up for our own families and and our own way of life? Why is it that we all of a sudden have to accept what they want and how they want to live as part of our own lives. We shouldn't have to. People can do what they want in their own bedroom. It's none of my business. Your sins, unless they affect me and affect my family or my in my immediate uh, sphere, I don't necessarily have a place in there. But that doesn't mean that I can't speak up against what I, what I know to be wrong and what I, and also speak up for what I know to be right. I think that's what Steve's ultimately getting at here. But I want to continue with this. 
Uh, he says, isn't it convenient that loving your neighbor as yourself has become the convenient excuse in the church for never taking a stand against anything? Yes, yes, it has across, like I said, across all churches. And yet soon we will gather and pretend, oh, yes, sadly, that what many of us will do to worship the nail-scarred feet of a suffering Savior who was tortured to the point of disfigurement and mortal injury before he was hung out to dry on a wooden beam for the vultures. We will sing our songs in our antithesized and hermetically sealed environments, listen to the message that will affirm yet not challenge us in the least, and then go home confident that we have checked the Jesus box. Meanwhile, a girls' basketball team in Vermont convicts us otherwise. The team truly loved God enough to suffer for his name and thus their neighbor enough not to take part in a demonically inspired insanity belief in which puts their neighbor's soul in eternal peril. By the way, isn't it interesting that the demons often refer to themselves by they, them, or we, us pronouns. But I digress. So, pausing right there for just a second. Um, this is the point that I'm, uh, I've been trying to make. There is a difference between niceness and kindness. Jesus was often nice. And he was always kind. But was he nice when he went into the temple and he just started tearing down the marketplace of all the uh, vendors that had desecrated the holy temple? Was that was that nice? No. No, it wasn't nice. Was he nice to the demons that he cast out? No. No, he wasn't nice. But he was kind to all those around him. He showed mercy. He showed love. But he also always spoke the truth. Sometimes that truth hurts. How many times did he have to rebuke his own apostles? For their own disbelief. For their lack of faith. How many times did he have to do that? It wasn't nice, but it was kind. And that's the point of, of, of really this story is that so many of us, we know what's right and wrong. We know. We know. But because we don't want to make waves, we don't want to offend anyone, we must stay out of it because we want to be left alone. And, and because we want to be left alone, we need to just be accepting of all of these other people and what they're trying to do. And, and this rotting culture, this demonic society that, that is growing, by the way. It might, be, it might be nice. It might be being nice, but I would rather be kind. I would rather... Speak the truth. And I know so many others out there would. They're afraid of being canceled. They're afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid of all of these things that have come out in this culture that we now live in. Because they dare to, they've seen people in their own lives that have dared to speak out against it and what's happened to them. Yes, there are consequences. Yes, all of those things are a reality. They really are a reality. But it's doing the right thing that is kind. To continue, uh, these girls have more masculinity and testosterone than the vast majority of sweater-vested posers occupying our pulpits. If only they had motivated a generation of men who dare themselves dads to stand for the truth in their own way. There are 24 other Catholic and Protestant Christian schools in the state of Vermont. How many of them have said they will stand with their brethren and refused to humor this lie from the pulpit or from the pit of hell uh, any longer? 
how many self-proclaimed Christian teachers, coaches, or administrators in Vermont public schools have walked out in solidarity with their sisters in the faith. And that's also why you haven't heard more about this story. The answer, and I've also confirmed this, is zero. To this day, it is still zero. In the end, or Steve says, in the end, you you know a tree by its fruit. We are what we worship. The spirit of the age and the minions are comfortable mocking, trolling, and canceling us as Goliath was in the valley of Elah. Because we want nothing more to more to, to be comfortable ourselves. We lack Davids, who will boldly but humbly descend into the valley to challenge the enemy's dominion, so that the world may, may know whose dominion this world truly is is and mo- and most of our churches would chastise such davids for being too confrontational even if one did manage to emerge i think that's true too i i think i think a lot of us if we spoke up against the spirit of the age if we spoke up against the lgbtq elemental p plus movement and in such a way there are a lot of churches out there. There are a lot of pastors out there that would rebuke us for it. That would. From where I'm sitting, there are a lot of believers who will soon be going to Holy Week services in the state of Vermont who probably shouldn't if we're being honest. And if they're being honest with themselves, they left their sisters alone on the side of the road and they're hardly alone in doing so. The Western church, like Israel before her, proverbially stones and prophets and shuns those whom God has sent. However, I want the heroic young ladies and their coaches, parents, teachers, and administrators of Mid-Vermont Christian School to please know this. You are not alone. You play for an audience of one and his is the only opinion that truly matters in the end. I want to read that one more time. However, I want the heroic young ladies and their coaches, parents, teachers, and administrators of Mid-Vermont Christian School to please know this. You are not alone. You play for an audience of one. And his is the only opinion that truly matters at the end. Folks, if there's any message that that I'm trying to convey with this story, if there's anything, anybody within the sound of my voice, it is this. You shouldn't care what my opinion is. You shouldn't even care about what your own opinion is. When it comes to these kind of issues, these moral issues, these life issues, things that, well, threaten the way of life of these young girls and put them in very awkward and immoral situations. If we're allowing people to inflict their sin upon us, as individuals. The opinion they hear that matters is God's opinion. Doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. Doesn't matter what my will is or what your will is. God's will be done. That's what we should be in pursuit of. I have family members who subscribe to the LGBT community. I love them dearly. I also love them enough to make sure they know where I stand. I'm not against them as individuals. They are very much a part of my life and they are very much welcome in my life. But that doesn't mean that I have to condone out of the fear of not being nice enough that I have to condone their way of life. 
That is the difference. That is what we should be pursuing. Be kind. But don't be don't don't settle for niceness. Settle for kindness. Settle for doing what's right. And I hope I hope that there are people that are listening to the show right now that are living in Vermont that will do something about this. That will get these rules changed. Because they should be. It's a bad rule. And it has nothing to do with about playing a basketball tournament. It has nothing to do with the game of basketball. It just has everything to do with what's what's right, good, holy. We may not be perfect in perfect individuals. I'm not perfect. I'm I'm also a sinful man. But I do my best to repent daily. And I hope those in Vermont that are involved in this that it, uh, will also repent. We need repentance. We need a come to Jesus moment. As I said at the very beginning of the show, we need some critical thinking. This has less to do with basketball than what doing what's right and what God would have us do. Can you imagine? Imagine, if you will, a culture that says God's will be done. How much better off would we be? But I digress. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. It is a fish fry Friday, which Andrew Coppins is still out. He'll be out until April 10th, by the way. You can follow him over at The Coppins Show. You can follow me at The Pat Oni Show on all of our social media channels. Um, I will be doing my best and worst take of the week. I'll be doing another featured story from the Babylon Bee. Um, I will also crown a brand new Richard of the Week. You're not going to want to miss that. So until tomorrow, folks, don't get lost. Remember who you are, and no means no, and God's will be done.